There he is. What up, dog? What up, dog? How you doing, man? I raise my passion fruit Waterloo to you, my friend. My strawberry to you, my G. Strawberry. Cheers, brother. Boom. Cheers. That's a good one. We got to start shotgunning Waterloo's like at the beginning of episodes. We should do that. It's a compilation video of us shotgunning Waterloo. <laughs> because <laughs> so, so we're, awesome. we're fucking extreme like that that's what you do when you're just extreme man you fucking you you have to like shotgun non-alcoholic beverages that are really just water yeah. and bubbles really is extreme metal health podcast we just like it's all in one right here right and man we're not sponsored by anybody but we water are water setting. waterloo, waterloo. Get in on the ground floor, man. We've been I'll doing this motherfucker it. a long time. Listen, this is the reboot. All right. This is yeah. the this is the very beginning of <laughs> of of the Death Comes Lifting Podcast Volume Two. We'd love to get you guys on on the ground floor, man. Get in right now. That way the dividends are gonna be fucking big down yeah. the road. I'm just nobody gives a fuck about us. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they will. They'll be sorry. You'll be sorry, sorry, Waterloo. Uh right. I want to buy their their shit. They run a tight ship. I've tried every sparkling water i think there is i always come back to waterloo man uh, i'm a big fan of waterloo yeah between between waterloo and polar is where i typically find myself polar makes a fine seltzer god almighty what boring yeah. old motherfuckers we sound like right now <laughs> i know everyone's like <laughs> stop stop but you know in preparation for this podcast which uh full disclosure to everybody listening our guest is running a little bit late so we hopped on a little early that I get questions from the audience all the time that I oh, hope boy. we bring we bring in some. So this kind of this kind of mm. fits into that. This kind of feeds into that because people always ask me personally, like from a trainer's perspective, like what's like a healthy thing to drink, like or eat? Mm. Like what do you what do you do? Like you know, how you get yeah. a habit of pop or you know, tea or not putting sugar yeah. in coffee. Well, I always recommend these motherfuckers right here, Waterloo throughout the day instead of a beer instead. Sure. And, and instead of uh, cola, like shit like that. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe uh, field a few questions as far as like lifestyle questions go between the both of us. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you, if anybody wants me to answer lifestyle questions, I'll do it. But let yeah. me warn you. <laughs> Mothers. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Tell your children know. not to walk my way. They know. Yeah. They, they know who they're asking to begin with. So I feel <laughs> like, I feel like it's okay. <laughs> What do we got? What's up? Well, uh, one I get really often, and I'm I'm curious to know yours is yours too, because uh, I know you've been out of the lifting game for a little bit, as we talked about on the last episode. Yeah, like uh, when you were in lifting, or even just running. Like, what do you eat before and after you train? Hmm. Let's see. I have experimented with this a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't eat. I don't ever eat anything like within a few hours before I do any kind of physical activity i just i can't do it man like i don't know if it's my body still trying to digest stuff or what but i need a couple of hours and typically what i'll do is just like i try and make my breakfast count um which right now is is huel i'm huge on the huel game man we're gonna talk about that sometime yeah um but like as far as me like i want to make sure i got something with some good complex carbs in it some protein to make sure i feel a little bit full but i don't want to overdo it and i definitely don't want to do it too close to whenever i'm about to start getting active that's about all i do that's about all i pay attention to that's cool 
That's cool. And I mean, it's different for an endurance run, right? Oh, for sure. Would be for a gym. So like, yeah, that's what I'd recommend too. Then just like lots of carbs, you know, will fuel you throughout that couple hours before. So it's not like you have to like take a shit during your run or something. Yeah. Or like the, I've, I've, the, the times when I've made the mistake of eating like too close to a run, I always, I never, it's never like a, it's never feeling like I got to fucking take a dump or anything. It's just like, it starts feeling like I've got like a weight, like a big fucking ball of lead in my stomach that like my body. And like, it's weird too, man, when your body's trying to figure out what to do with your blood and like you're, you start feeling sore a little bit sooner. Um, I start getting out of breath a little bit earlier. Like if my body's still trying to digest food while I'm like trying to make demands of it with my muscles. So it's. It's trial and error, man. It's going to be different for everybody, but that's, Basically, that's, that's where I end up. What do you do? Uh, depends on what I'm doing for the day. Like if I'm doing yoga or stretching or, or and light cardio or whatever, I'll probably yeah. fast. I'll probably have like some coffee and a banana or like banana and some almond butter at the most. Yeah. But if I'm strength training or lifting, I like, uh, I do eggs or an oatmeal or eggs and a sweet potato. Solid coffee, some protein powder, you know, Maybe there you go. Powder, that's good you know? stuff. Yeah, good, good shit, good fuel. And uh, for the gym, though, I like to, I like to be full when I when I go strength train. I feel stronger. I feel more powerful. I don't like to feel hungry when you're, I'm lifting weights. So good call. I'll eat like thirty minutes before I go to the gym sometimes and feel totally fine. You know. Do you do you um do you eat anything right after? I usually drink like an uh, amino acid and creatine like post workout oh, nice. drink. Either I drink it during and after. And then when I when I get home, I like a a fast digesting carbohydrate since I'm trying to trying to gain some size. Get uh, that spike. Get that insulin spike. So like white rice and ground meat, or like uh, honestly like a, like an oatmeal, an instant oatmeal and egg whites, something like that too. Yeah. The couple of times. Boring bodybuilder of... shit. Say what now? So just boring bodybuilder shit. You know that works. Yeah. I, the the couple of times when I've done like put serious effort into bulking and like really tried to you know eat right and all that stuff I, I one of the times i did that was the uh one of jim stepani's routines i don't know if that's how you pronounce his name or not you know yeah, who I'm talking yeah, about? Jim Stepani. Right. Yeah, yeah yeah his uh his his one of his things is gummy bears um right. after you get done after you get done lifting he's like just stick a handful of gummy bears in your mouth like right after you get done yeah the dexterous and I did. Yeah. I would roll up to the gym with a bag of gummy bears thinking to myself, this is the this is the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow that I'm about to walk beneath. Give me some, <laughs> give me some gummy bears and enjoy myself. I think I think there's something to that. There are uh, I don't know if gummy bears are like the, the anabolic secret or anything, but anything that's a fast digesting carb that will spike yeah. insulin. A lot of people bring Pop Tarts to the gym, you know. Those oh really? Heads, yeah. Because they're uh easily transferable they're all individually wrapped or a pack of two is wrapped so you can like take it in your gym bag you know afterwards mm-hmm. eat some eat some pop doors throw down a protein shake I that's mean, smart that's shit right fun. there yeah that's fucking uh, that's that's using this up here that's oh, using this brain right here i've been around the game dog i've seen it what i used to do because i like rice um Sometimes like, you know, Pop-Tarts have weed in them and shit and like it's weird on my digestion. So I like rice. Mm -hmm. And what I used to do when I was really trying to gain size when I was super skinny and younger when your metabolism is faster and you can get away with shit is I would do a big bowl of Rice Krispies or Fruity Pebbles after workout because all they are is rice and sugar. Mm -hmm. Every other cereal has a bunch of shit in it and stuff like that. It's just rice and sugar. 
for both of those things. Yeah. Cocoa Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles, Reese's, uh, Rice Krispie Rice Treats. And I'd mix that with uh, whole milk and a scoop of protein powder in, in the milk and just hammer. Like it was probably like 500 grams of carbs. And, and you know, there you go. 50 grams <laughs> fucking... per, yeah. So it worked though. That's the thing. It, it did work. I couldn't do it now, but you yeah, know, that's like it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's different for everybody. And obviously I'm not any, all I can do is talk about my experience. I have no training in this shit whatsoever. I'm just a dude who's gained and lost weight a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but like one of the th- one of the things that I've noticed about specifically like bodybuilding routines, right? Bodybuilding diet that's supposed to go with like a really really heavy lifting regimen. Yeah. I I always end up. I, so like I put on muscle and I put on weight very easily, and almost every time I've done something like that where they're like, no, eat more, eat more. You know, you want however many thousand calories a day. Like I'll start getting, I'll start gaining weight from that shit real fast. So like I have to, one of the things I've noticed about myself and my body is that I've got to, if I'm going to do the, you know, real protein heavy, uh, like a lifting diet, trying to, trying to build muscle. Like I, I look at whatever is recommended as part of the plan. And then I typically cut that down just a little bit because I don't want to go too crazy. Are you Um, sensitive to carbs? Do you think? Like if you eat too many carbs, do you find yourself gaining weight or is it just overall calories in general? Or have you not really paid attention to that? Dude, all I got to do is look at food to yeah. fucking put on. Like that's, that's just, that's how my body's always been, man. I got to be real careful. Like I'm way, I'm way more relaxed about it than I used to be. Um, but I, like I try, I try, I try and engage it in a way that's like sustainable and healthy, which is not yeah. something that I used to do. Um, but at this, you know, one of the things that I've that I've figured out as far as food goes at this point is like, I've, if I, if I don't watch what I'm doing, it's everything's going to fall apart pretty quick. So yeah, I'm sensitive to gotcha. to to anything, but carbs, carbs especially. Oh, I think I would think yeah. Then yeah. The, your uh, high protein or like keto style diet would probably be legit for you, ideal for you. I was. It was yeah, it was great while I was on. You know, I I, I dropped keto at the beginning of the year. Um, it's just hard to sustain. You know, it is. It's style. very. It's very difficult to sustain, uh, especially if you are a person who is not like living in a hole by himself. Like if, if I was by myself, if I wasn't married or whatever, I could be on keto and not, you know, have it fuck anything up. But like I like eating I like eating dinner with my wife, man. I like I like for us to be able to like get down on a pizza together and shit like that. And you can't really do that on keto. And she, you know, she wasn't going to fucking do that shit. So it just it gets to a point where you know you you if your diet is so extreme that it's really cutting into like your social life mm. or like your ability to enjoy a meal with you know the people that you spend the most time with or the people that you love or or whatever like maybe that still is the diet for you but maybe it's worth maybe it's worth thinking thinking twice about i i know that it when i needed it it did major major work for me um, maybe I'll go back to it one day. I don't know. Um, but it really is, it's just going to depend on what you've got the time for and what you've got the motivation for and, and make no mistake, like keto diet, especially in that, in that period where you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't kind of early on, you know, yeah, it's real easy to fuck up real fast. And the thing that sucks about keto is that when you do fuck up, like it's, it's back to day one, you know, you, you get thrown out of ketosis and then you got to start all over again, you know, two, four yeah. weeks, however long it takes to get back to burning that sh- shit as fuel. 
Um, so it's difficult. I felt the same about uh, the vegan diet when I when I was doing the vegan diet. I felt really yeah. good, but it is super hard to sustain. And I, I learned a yeah. lot learned a lot doing it, but and, you know, it's there if I ever want to come back to it. But it also depends on your goals entirely, too. You know, if yeah. you try to get big and strong, I wouldn't recommend necessarily the vegan diet. I know there are outliers out there that it works for, but most people yeah. probably not. Yeah, I you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure that the thing that I would think with vegan bodybuilding, and I do not know this to be a fact, but I would think you'd probably have to eat a bunch of processed shit yeah. um, to get the amount of protein that you would need if you're trying to be realistic. And I know like that wouldn't fuck with me, but I know some people probably wouldn't want to do that. But like, I, that's the thing about my goals at this point, man. Like I'm just trying to maintain and stay right. healthy. Like I'm not trying to put on any kind of crazy weight I'm not, or crazy muscle. I'm not trying to get down to like super skinny or anything. I'm just trying to keep doing what feels good. Right. Uh, and just age gracefully, man. Age as gracefully as I can with a fucking face like this, brother. And you're doing it, man. It's, you know, it's not, that is one of the things that I think, you know, social media in particular and um, sort of the way that we, that we view lifestyle culture and gym, well, health lifestyles and gym culture and things like that, sort of most of what ends up reaching people who aren't very deep in that world is is more extreme versions of things you know people who have these really specific goals people who are models people who are bodybuilders professional athletes and things like that and maybe it is realistic and maybe you can do that but the amount of work that it takes for me to do that at this point in my life has sort of been eclipsed by my need to just chill the fuck out same man yeah. And so like right now, like earlier today, let's see, I ran six miles earlier today. I did an hour on the bike yesterday. I ran seven on Sunday. The weather is great right now. It is. Um, so I'll probably start, you know, if it stays like this, which you can't really count on, but if it stays like this, I'll start kicking back up into the, you know, 10, 11, 12 mile range probably next month. But we'll just see how that goes, man. Do what feels good. That's still so much more, even though that seems chill and just what it feels like for you. That's still so much more than the average person does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be, that's, that's where I am and that's what I feel awesome, good about. And yeah, it's just depend just depends on where you're at. A lot of people fucking hate cardio. I know you are not a huge fan of running. Um, I like running. I like cardio. I just don't like it when it gets to the point where I feel like I'm, tearing my body apart or like oh yeah beating my shit up like i'm doing more <laughs> harm than good right now you know <laughs> but like most people can say that about weightlifting too like some sure. people like to go in and do three sets of 10 and i'm good and like you know other people want like to rip every last muscle fiber out of their body so yeah i tend to fall into the latter category but you know it just all goes to a different place you know yeah it's 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 really you know what but, what feels good what feels right you do get the, uh, I do love the, the runner's high I get or when I'm, yeah. uh, if I'm staying a couple of days in a new place, like I love to go for like a couple mile run, just get the lay of the land. Get the yeah. Land. Like it's a great thing, man. man. That, and that's one of the things that I definitely always want to talk about when we talk about running is like, I, I never really bonded with places right in my, in my life. Right. Until I started running outside and that's only been like three years ago and I'm 39 like think about that for a second like i the majority of my time doing cardio up until the pandemic was in the gym um i had some other stuff that kind of made me more meticulous to put it lightly uh regarding the 
how exact the measurements were and like how long, how long I ran, how much time it took, how many calories were burned, things like that. Um, even if those numbers weren't real, I was very, very fixated on them. COVID ended up sort of pushing me out of the gym and onto the street. And then like, that's when I really developed like a relationship with where I was living at the time, Columbia, South Carolina. And like, now that we're in DC, like that's how I've gotten to know this city is just spending time outside and going for runs. And like, maybe that's some super sheltered shit to say. And maybe everybody listening right now is like, well, duh. But like, for me, that was news. You know what I mean? Like I, I never really, I just never really thought a place was like, uh, it just never, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I never I bond. Like I don't give a fuck about the place where I grew up, like my hometown or whatever. I don't get some magical feeling when I go back there. There's not like some picturesque, like scene that I close my eyes and think of when I'm trying to concentrate or feel peaceful or something like that. Like I just, I don't, I don't bond with places that way usually, but like specifically Washington DC, like since that's how I've gotten to know the city is just by running through it. Like, man, I can't imagine not using that as a way to get to know a place. Like you said, from, from here on out, like if I'm there for a few days, like if I'm anywhere for enough time for it to make sense to bring like gym clothes and running shoes and shit like that, I'm going to go run there. That's awesome, man. I love yeah. that you hear that. And that, that's important for people to listen to, too, you know? Or And you don't have to kill yourself with a 12-mile run like this. No. Month. You can go for a walk. You can jog a little bit, then walk, and just get to get outside, get to know the, Dude, the land. It's nice, man. You're you're not on Twitter, and this guy's not on Twitter anymore. Um, And I'm going to use his, his Twitter handle. Uh, But he, he went by Stanitarium, which I think nice, is pretty cool. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, that dude lost like half his body weight. He started like in the thing, I think the mid 300s or whatever. Okay. And this isn't the time since I've known him. So it, it, this has been like less than a year. Um, definitely in a position in his life where he really, really needed to get some some weight off. Um, had like one experience that was a little bit traumatic and uh, decided to just try try listening to music and walking around his neighborhood. Wow. That's all he did. And the guy literally lost like half his fucking body weight, man. Like I, he's, I think he's under 200 pounds now. Like that's insane. Check that out, man. Um, and he did it in just a few months. Like that's that, you know, your body, when your body really, really needs to get some weight off, it, you'll be surprised with how it responds um, sure. to, to, to like, like Zach said, and like, you don't have to go out and fucking kill yourself, man. My, when I started doing cardio, my goal was 20 minutes on the treadmill every day. That was it. It, start walking small. and that was it you start small and then you grow into it and oh. you might find out that you fucking hate it and that means that you move on to something else because there's going to be something out there that you can stand you know you got to set attainable goals and if you're coming from a state of nothing and that's what uh you know social media can dilute that like if you see somebody like me doing or anybody anybody like the rock whatever his weight how much how much he does in the gym yeah the fucker's been doing it for 25 35 years you know? and that's all he does that's like that's does, right? that's another that's another thing that's really easy to forget about like how fucking expensive and time consuming it is to to have that kind of a regimen in your life that dude probably doesn't do any of that shit himself like he puts in the work don't get me wrong but as far as like his diet his training and all that stuff he's able to People in that position are able to pay someone to think about all that for them, to put all that stuff together for them, right? Yeah. Your average fucking Joe who works a nine to five job and has a family or whatever, like trying to do all those things. And sure, you can make time for it. And maybe you're lucky enough that you, you know, are genetically predisposed to just not gaining weight or staying at a, you know, where you want to be physically or whatever. 
mm-hmm. um, you can do it. It's attainable, but like you just got to question whether or not it's it's worth the cost because you're definitely going to miss out on some stuff when you do that. And if you need to lose weight or whatever, get in shape and you're used to not doing anything like your homeboy that just decided to uh, put on some music and go for a walk, like your mm-hmm. body will adapt to that. It will change yep. because it's not used to that. So you don't have to look at something like crazy. Like I could never do that. Your body is yeah. probably going to respond to 15 minutes of any sort of activity at all. Yeah. You know? And it's, and you know, it, we don't, I don't want to lie and, and like say it's this magical experience the first time. It's going to suck. Oh, <laughs> Your God, feet yeah. are going to fucking hurt. You're going to be out of breath. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to be like, why did I let it get to this point? But that's um, when you put on your favorite music or the Death Comes Lifting playlist or the Death Comes Lifting podcast. When you get your fucking you put your riffs, you put your fucking, you get your shit together and you jam. Yeah. That's what you do. That's, what, that's, that's why, why we're here. Do. That's why this was created. You bet your ass. So what? what's like, do you have like a go-to song that you, if you need like pumped up, if you need, if you need just to get out there to like an album or a song, do you have like a, a I, favorite workout tune? I have a playlist. A playlist, yeah, I'm sure you it's, do. I mean, it's, it's what I refer to as the oh shit playlist. And it is always on my phone, it is, which I use to listen to music when I run. It's always there for those moments when I just know that everything is about to fall apart or like if I know that I've got to power through something that feels really impossible or like, you know, anything like that. Um, I won't, I'm not going to read off the whole list, but pro- one of the songs that pumps me up more than any fucking song of all time is it's by a band called trap them Mm -hmm. and the song is called the facts and it is one of the catchiest riffs i've ever heard and then the chorus is just absolutely incredible it's a play on a on a on a misfits song and that's all i'm gonna say i want if you haven't heard it listen to it it's by a band called trap them uh the song is called the facts and uh, that that's my song that like gets me fucking hyped every single time. And I've been listening to that song for that record's been out for over 10 years now. Uh, Darker Handcraft is the name of that album. If you want to check out Trap Them. They're great. Yeah. Man. What about you? I have so many. I mean, I have a I have an ever updating 200 song Death Comes Lifting playlist oh, yeah. where I refer people to. But um, man, honestly, one of my favorites and it might be because uh like teenage angst growing up listening to it like mm-hmm. early, early it's just like the fucking beautiful people by marilyn manson like about those drums or it's just like it's, it's primal man yeah <laughs> like you're marching off to war yeah some machine head like early machine head is a fucking go-to for me oh yeah um fucking even like like i like classic rock a lot too like uh some Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh. I'll fuck that, oh, yeah? fuck that riff up all day long. <laughs> Dead Lips, son. <laughs> yeah. But I listen to everything. You know that, dude. I'll, I I'll know, I know, there. I know. And that's one of the things I love about you, man. That's how you're able to fucking draw from... I think that that is one of the things that makes you more relatable to a lot of people and sort of makes you accessible is the fact that you, you know, you do have these things that you prefer, but at the same time, it's like you can, you can, you're, you're the type of dude that you can just drop you into any situation and you'll be able to get along with everybody and everything. Yeah. And that's fucking cool, man. I try. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work out to like the, you know, Wu-Tang Clan and James Brown one day, then, you know, immortal and arc enemy and fucking all, every, anything, bro. Love one it. of the one of the things that I've gotten interested in um, since I've since I've joined a, a band um, and learned uh, about like beats per minute and things like that, I am curious about like trying to curate a playlist 
that specifically matches my gait. Like so that, that. like, like so that, that like I'm running to a beat. You know what I mean? Like my wife, we have a Peloton. Did we have the we had the Peloton when you came here, right? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. She has a Peloton. She absolutely fucking loves it. And one of the things like when she's riding it, I can overhear the the thing sometimes. And like one of the things that they do is uh like they'll the 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 coaches or the models or the leaders whoever the person you're watching ride their bike is um they will occasionally like say what the beats per minute are and then you can match they call it your cadence i think you can like match your cadence to that in case you're curious which i that's cool to me man because i feel like i feel like that naturally sort of goes with the yeah yeah, like the 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 sort of mind body connection you know what i mean if you're if you're enjoying music and it's got a certain beat to it and you know your body is able to move to that and combine those two things like that's fucking magical right there that's that's cool sometimes you know i I know all pretty much all you listen to when you run is like crazy death metal and shit not entirely no what else what else do you listen to let me know hot punk Pop punk. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's what I was gonna. Uh, what I was gonna say is, I would actually was just reading. Somebody sent me this study mm-hmm. about like what music people work out the hardest to, and okay. I think they played everything from like pop, country to like they did say heavy metal. They 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 said whatever that means. Heavy metal. So I don't know whatever that means. I don't know if heavy yeah. metal means Metallica or it means Deicide, but you know, I'm gonna say somewhere in between that. Yeah. They said people worked out the hardest to rock. Just like like a, not not too fast of a tempo, but enough uh, enough of a tempo. And sometimes I feel that um, if I'm lifting to like uh, that, uh, I've been listening to Origin a lot, the new Origin album. Oh Jim my album. god, you're lifting to that? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not insane. Not, yeah, it's insane. So sometimes it's too much. Sometimes yeah. I, I need to dial it down because my heart rate gets too high, and it's just like I need I need to stay like calm and strong. Sure. Yeah, that shit fucks me up a little. Focused. Bit. Yeah. 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 So sometimes crazy like technical death metal or even just not even technical, just death metal or black metal can can uh, just hype me up too much in the gym. Yeah, it it really just depends on what I'm doing. Like if I when I'm really trying to push myself, I need music that I can push myself to. Um, and so, and that's not everything. And that's not even all death metal. You know what I mean? Like I do listen to like you said, I do listen to a, a shitload of death metal when I run. But like yeah. not all death metal is good for running when we uh on a on a, on another show that I was part of, we recently went through the the catalog of a band called Rune Magic, um, oh, yeah. who are, you know, really cool old school Swedish death metal band. Um, their first three records were really fucking heavy, and then after that, they they weren't they didn't stop being heavy, and they did get a lot heavier later on again. Okay. But there was a whole lot of experimentation, a whole lot of like progressive elements, and it's just a little bit more laid back. And I remember trying to listen to like Rune Magic's mid era to get ready for this episode that we were doing a symposium of sickness that was just about rune magic That's awesome. and, like, and trying to run to rune magic and being like god damn this is not working like i literally had to stop and turn it off because it was like super chill a lot of it was like more more expansive progressive kind of like gothier vibes and it wasn't weird it wouldn't give me what i needed you know so weird. i had to I had to tune it out so what pop punk do you run to the most recent example is a band yeah. called Blood Command. Are you familiar with them? No. They're from Norway. Um, they put out and their first my first time hearing them was an EP that they put out in I think 2018 or 2019. Um, called Return. I think 
Return of the Arsonist. Let me check to make sure. See, pop punk to me, I immediately just go like Blink One Eighty Two and like the oh yeah, bands in that yeah, I, I kind of forget there are bands outside of like the that whole circle of uh, what like. Well, like I, I, I try and find newer stuff every now and then because like that's the the thing about pop punk is that like the the songs are simple enough and everything's catchy enough right. that like that that potency only lasts so long. Um, and Blood Command has been really great for that. Now there are older albums that I'll go back to that like yes the the novelty of the music has worn off but they're nostalgic enough that it keeps me moving like one of those one of those albums is Mill and Collins Penny Bridge Pioneers uh super fucking catchy record man and uh you know that record's like 25 years old now or something yeah. like that so I mean I've heard heard it in and out a million times but I can still get pumped on it that's good to know, man. I'm going to have to do some more. See, I say I listen to everything, but sometimes I don't. I need to do some more pop punk digging. It's just, dude, it's just, it, it makes you sore, man. It makes you, I get the similar, it, obviously these two styles sound very different, but I, I get a lot of the same vibes as I do from like melodic death metal, like the more, the really accessible melodic death metal, like later Dark Tranquility or Insomnium yeah. or things like that. It just makes, it lets my fucking spirit soar. You know what I'm saying? It, it lets my shit, it lets me spread my fucking, like my metaphysical wings. You, you, you know got, what I'm saying? You gotta get on that metaphysical cardio. With and that's exactly, that's what's getting, that's what gets the body through when the soul fucking, when the soul is built up. You know what I mean? You connect that shit with the body and you do it. But do you listen to Cradle of Filth when you run over? Man, sometimes. Yeah? It depends. It depends okay. on the time of the year with Cradle of Filth. In the fall? In the, no, in the fall. Like it'll be good. Yeah. In the fall and in the winter. In the fall and in the winter. Uh Cradle of Filth ain't fucking summer music, man. But it, it just kind of depends. It just again, man, it just kind of depends. Can I listen to Cradle of Filth while I run? Yes. Right. Will I always do that? No. I got you. Sorry, Danny. I'm sorry, bro. Okay. I've been listening to uh to Demu lately. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I like I like to lift to some Demu every now and again. And cardio, the whole thing. Just work out to Demu is good. Yeah. You want to hear from my boy. You need those Galder riffs is what yeah. it is. Oh, man. It's so good. I uh, I love Galder. I know you do. I just wanted to say that. Galder, if you're out there, man, you know, hit us up. We, uh, we'd love to have you. Let's get him, man. He's an old man's child as well. Is that the oh, thing? yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where my love affair with him began was old man's child. One that. of the worst band names of all time some of the best shit you've ever heard that is not unfortunate that they suffer from a uh terrible name and <laughs> pretty bad artwork as well some of the artwork is also pretty fucking yes it looks later really, it's very dated there's one of uh it was when nick barker from the drummer cradle of filth and dude Gear was in the band um the inside photo of them is like they're covered in like corpse paint or whatever and there's like supposed to be blood splatter on them but they just look like danishes or like like really nice pastries covered in powdered sugar and 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 like splattered with like raspberry syrup or something like that. That's fun. And I've always thought to myself, man, like this is the creepiest, most delicious looking picture of three dudes I think I've ever seen because it's one foot in both worlds. Am I terrified? A little bit. Do I also want some food? Yes. Yes. Speaking of food, Mutal Hatred is messaging me right now, so we're gonna see what they say. Boys, boys, boys. I know. I feel bad. Been trying to get them for a couple weeks, but 
Hey, if it doesn't work out, this is still fun, dude. This was a fun chat. And we can always like, we can save these things and stitch them together to other things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be no problem. It's always good to have. What they say? Are you, oh, you're texting them. They're I texted texting them, and then oh, okay. they were they were. I saw I saw dots like they were gonna say yeah. back, and then they they keep not saying anything. Fucking mutilatred, man. These fucking motherfuckers from uh, where are they from at? From Ohio. 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 Another Ohio band, and I even let's uh let's make mutilatred feel real bad. Mutilatred. Look what I did for you. I heard that y'all were gonna be on the show. He said he's about to sign on. Oh, he is? That's what he said. All right. Okay. So hold on. So let's, uh, I'll remember where to, uh, I'm going to write down where, where to edit this out. Yeah. And, uh, but speaking of heavy ass music that we've been listening to to work out lately, what about Mutilatred? Have you ever tried that? Mutilatred, you say? Yeah. Woo. I might be familiar with Mutilatred. They're some seriously. That's their new record. Their new record, Mutilatred. So every now and then I'll talk about music that's ignorant, right? It's yeah. not ignorant. It's ignorant. It's, it's dumb ignorant. as fuck. It makes you dumber when you listen to it. And this is a good thing. This is not a complaint. Yeah. It's the passion. It's the boneheadedness. It's the fucking outright pissed offness. It's the desperation. It's mutilatred, man. Mutilatred is some of those ignorant fucking music that you can hear. The new record is particularly ignorant. It's the ignorantest that they've gotten yet. It's called Determined to Rot. Son, there is a re- there's a song on here called Shitted Out. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is ignorance. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Shit it out. Listen to it. That's right, man. I they threw, have- yeah. That's one of the albums, honestly. At the, uh, I have the recent music saved playlist thing that I, uh, I go to and listen to when I work out, and that's one of those bands I, I put on when I'm tired, man. And they just yeah. like, oh fuck, everyone's, everyone's doing shitty. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're <not>. right. <laughs> As a matter not. of fact, we are. Yeah, I was like, thank you for understanding, and now we're here. I saw them play at uh, Into the Darkness Fest that our yeah. Tommy from Redefining Darkness put on. It was gracious enough to have me there as a sponsor and a vendor. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. They fucking destroyed, dude. They were like one of the highlights of the day that they played easily, easily. I would like to see them just because they see, they look so fucking intense. And just because the, you know, the music is so intense. Like it's definitely, they're, they're, they've got a lot of familiar elements, but I feel like they're putting them together in a particularly bleak and angry and potent way. Um, these songs are like, and especially on the new record, you really see them bringing out like the noise influence that they had on some of their older shit. It'll be like an eight minute song, right? And you get like 45 seconds of music and then like seven minutes of 15 seconds of just feedback. Like yeah. that to me is, and this is an exaggeration, but that to me is like uh that really creates atmosphere, I think. When you, and that there's something cool about that. Like that makes that makes the record more immersive, um, and it makes it feel like bigger, more expansive. That is, uh, that's why I really like that band, Full of Hell, or at least I, yeah, what they did when I first heard them is they're they're that noise influence they have. It's oh yeah, man, it's so extreme it really is fucking it is between between the grind and the noise that's full hills just a harsh fucking listen man it's definitely not for everybody um but if you want something that's super intense like that that's definitely got some experimental flavor to it check out full of hell check out noel have you heard noel 
Uh-huh. Absolutely. K K N O L L. Listen to fucking Noel. Noel has a new record called Metempiric out and it is incredibly intense. It's just a fucking blistering uh, record. Some inhuman vocals on that record too. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. I want to catch Noel someday. Like I think, I think there was a one time I was actually talking about wanting to see Noel and it turned out that like they played DC that night at like a punk house or something and and I'm like, did, fuck you, you just didn't know yeah no, i didn't know and like the literal I, i'm pretty if i'm thinking about the same I'm, if i'm thinking about the same experience the same time i'm pretty sure it was like an ask a punk type show and i'm like fuck, i spent all my time on the internet man i don't know where they are well let, let's ask clay about mutilatred for 15 minutes i want to hear i want to know we got a quick and meaningful time we do man Clay. Hello, sir. Clay. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's Dude. going on, dog? How are you? Sorry, sorry about the delay. Hey, man, it sorry, happens. Man. We'll have a quick chat. We'll make it work, man. We're, we're thankful for you guys for being here. What's up? Should we turn it the other way? Oh, is it? You're sideways. Yeah, you're, you're, you're sideways, but, you know, it really it's, doesn't matter. And it's just an audio. We just... Uh, <laughs> We oh, just released the audio. Yeah, so we want to make sure that we can see yeah. your smiling faces, so we can tell whether or not like you like us. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, it, nobody's going to actually see any of the video. Oh, okay, all right. So, uh, do us a favor. Why don't you guys uh, introduce yourself for yeah, the, man. for the crowd? That'd be awesome. Well, I'm Clay. Uh, I play drums. Sweet, sick. Patrick McDonough. I play guitar and vocals. Fuck yeah. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Death Comes Lifting podcast. Um, speaking yeah. for speaking for both Zach and myself, we're big mutilated fans. Um, I've I got I came on board with you boys with ingested filth. Um, really thought that was one of the most intense, fucking angry little bursts of music that I had heard for a while. And like you guys are very much continuing that with Determined to Rot. Um, I always like to just because because I'm a fucking dork when we get people on here. Since nobody can see this camera stuff except for us, this is just for us, man. It's just the mutilated collection right here. That's right. I got the whole oh. fucking thing stacked up. Awesome. Oh, Thank- yeah. All he it. does it. He has it. All of it. Whoa, you got the whole... You got the whole brigade. The I'm serious Bro, about this shit. shit. Did you think I take this shit. shit. Podcast? Seriously. Wow. Yes. Yes. So like, and that was one of the, I know we don't have a whole lot of time. One of the things I wanted to jump into specifically was determined to rot. Right. When I, if someone were to ask me what is like the perfect encapsulation or representation of a pandemic record, this is the record that I would give them. Do you guys agree? Yeah. That's kind of what it was supposed to be. Tell us about that, man. Yeah. Please tell us. Um, well, some of the songs are, even older than the old pandemic and stuff like that, some of them. And then we did do a lot of writing over the pandemic. We, we kept jamming a lot. It's mainly uh, me and Clay uh, mm-hmm. usually. But we did get to jam as a whole band more over the pandemic with people not working as much and whatnot. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and, yeah, it was just also a big bummer, a huge bummer of not getting to play shows. And that was really, like, business off more and more as time went on. Um but at least we got to do a couple like live stream things mm-hmm. and stuff, like, uh, um, playing at other people's practice spots for that and stuff like that. We had to go to Cleveland and whatnot. That was kind of exciting. <laughs> oh yeah. 200 stab wounds. Uh, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 
It wasn't a show, but at least we got out and got to hang out with some people. Yeah, we did the live yeah. with those guys at their practice spot. Yeah, but um, just writing the music too. It was, it was our usual theme, but also, like I said, we were just everyone's just extra pissed off about um, having to be not not just like stuck at home. That's whatever, but not being able to go out and do anything and see your usual uh, group of friends and whatnot. It felt like oh, like wasted time show wise. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, like practicing and whatnot, um, and recording and all that, and but Tell like show wise. Oh, that was a whole nother, like... Well, that I, adds to it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I ended up, like, leaving a job, at, like, a little bit after COVID happened. I didn't think it was going to, like, last that long. I ended up leaving a job to another job where I would be able to tour a lot more. And this this pandemic lasted way longer than what everyone <laughs> thought. Was. So <laughs> went to that job, and I ended up hating it. It was roofing. <laughs> I was oh, doing... Man. I went to go roof so I could tour more and I was just like, Oh dude, I just, when is this going to end? I'm ready to get on the road. Yeah. But. And then we did do a lot of tours. We made, yeah, we did, yeah, we did, we did, we did stuff. As soon as but, we could, we did tours right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you guys were on the road? Uh, well, um, like I guess going somewhere further than around here was when we went to New York, uh, to Brooklyn for, uh necrofest and nice. uh, saint vitus that was just like a one-off though that was just yeah. that show we haven't done any like touring like touring touring in a, in a while yeah Can't at least like a, like a like a i guess it was more towards like winter or yeah. late winter last time we did one um we're ready for another one we'll set something yeah. up Yep. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I like, I want to see, I want to see a mutilated show live, man. One of the things that I like them, I, I love that there is, there's like a grind vibe because the songs are so short, but then like there's fucking, there's like slam riffs and there's fucking straight up brutal death metal shit going on. It's just a really cool, really fucking intense and angry amalgamation of different styles that I all, that I really like and that I think all really lend themselves to a really powerful live performance. Um, speaking of like song length and song writing, being that you guys have, you guys have like short, intense songs, and then we get some time to breathe with like this harrowing fucking noise. It's like feedback and static and other shit like that mixed in. What's the, what's the writing process like for all of this? Like, how do you guys start putting it together? How do you know how much you need in one place and how much you need in another? Just because we're going through such big swings in the sound on the record, you know? Yeah. Um, the writing of mutal hatred let's see here um so it's kind of cool it's like so me and pat are able to jam a lot more than the other guys um so me and him will like get together a lot and we'll write like this like like songs that we love real quick bangers you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh you know, our songs are like short yeah <laughs> usually the shorter ones usually are are the ones we like more you know what i mean yeah. um but then like when drew's home not touring and whatnot he'll he'll jam a lot he'll jam with us and he'll put shit on the table too but at the same time me and pat have our our songs that we teach him and eli and then we all work together with that mm -hmm. and there's other ones where we all work on them together too yeah but also for when i'm writing songs i just try to think of um 
like breaking stuff up a little bit and not having everything sound too similar. But at the same time, I do want it to sound sort of similar, you know, because sure. I have a, a signature to it, I guess you could say. And um, uh, for me, too, when w- I guess we write the more shorter songs, me and Clay, that, that's just like how my attention is. And uh, I like all different types of metal. Um, I usually like. Well, I like, I mean, I like some bands that have really long songs, that's for sure. But um, I, I do like stuff like Grind and whatnot, like, you know, like like uh, different genres that do have shorter songs. So I guess we take that element into it just because I like to just go extremely hard, as hard as we can. And and then, and then we're done for a second here for a breather. Then back yeah. to doing And, that, and uh, I think that works out for us for now. Uh, some of our songs are a little bit longer, that's for sure. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we don't play those ones that much. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the in-between noises, that was definitely inspired by Pat Myers, which is our old guitar player. He, um, in his other band, Premonitions of War, which I looked up to huge. Fuck. Yeah, I, I went to like all their shows around here. They had some really cool stuff like that in between there. I always liked it. He, he always was making those. So he was making those on our earlier albums. And then when he wasn't recording with us, we still kept that going because we like that too. And mm-hmm. uh, actually sitting right next to me right here right now, I'll show you real quick. You know, podcast. That's a uh, Hammond organ right there, a B3. Oh, and sick. I messed around with that on the most recent one, of just recording some weird sounds, you know. And, yeah. and it was because it's like, it's such a real instrument it has a whole bunch of pickups on it and everything's like very i don't know just authentic sounding so that was really fun we're definitely going to do that more uh maybe we'll make those shorter too i know that some people didn't like how long they were whatever <laughs> though. i know drew loves it too how long they are and that's cool like we like it so that's what we're doing for now yeah man i mean if you guys are happy you guys are having fun like that's the that's the thing right um it, it specifically and I, I think that the length of the songs the really short intense ones also lend themselves uh very naturally to a lot of the lyrical subject matter in the song titles i first of all i always look forward to a new mutilator release because i want to know what's going to get fucked next right (laughs) oh yeah that's going to be a reoccurring event yeah it's just (laughs) fun we just have fun with that stuff there's a so let's go through them real quick what do we got we got fuck every sorry well we can start chronologically Uh, fuck uh fuck you yeah, dissecting your future was was the first full length, and that was just you. Right, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I think it was fuck everything. Fuck everything with ingested filth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it was fuck everyone with this next one. Yeah, fuck everyone. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're like, just gonna get it's it's gonna get bigger in scope as we go. Eventually, get to like, fuck the universe, fuck God. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. Like you know, we're just mess. Like we're just having fun naming them that and like getting a kick out of it. But it also is like a serious thing too. At the same time, it's like you know, and you feel feel like like just down and out or whatever. And you're just like, man, fuck this, fuck everything. You know, like, Jesus Christ. You know that that's just how uh, uh, the the vibe that we had with that. Another thing about the songs too. But before I forgot or forget, I mean, I, I thought it was something good. Sometimes with our short ones too, and some of our new songs that we don't have recorded yet. We make parts so hard that in the end, we're like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have made them that hard. Um, and at the end of the song, we're all like, ouch, oh, like our hand, we're like, damn, that that hurt to play. And it's and it's not like, it's not just being fast or anything like that. It's like being fast, doing like a bridge that's like, and we do it way too long. 
and then we'll throw blast beats in between it and then back to that so we just really check at the end of it we're just like okay we have to be done music language it is it will i mean and the music is super intense and it like to go back to the to go back to the lyric part though you're 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 absolutely right and that's that was going to be the second part of what i wanted to get to with that like it's funny it's fun to chuckle at a song called like fuck you and then like have it be a returning a recurring theme or whatever but like this is the lyrics are incredibly straightforward and plain spoken regarding just like despair and hatred and misery and anger and i think that in a lot of a lot of the more conventional death metal stuff we look to like narrative we look to fantasy sometimes we look to storytelling and there's elements of that with mutilatred but one of the things that i like most about your band is just how there is absolutely no fat on the lyrics whatsoever it's just this lean straightforward like indictment of existence and that like that's one of the reasons that i ask that i say this feels like a pandemic record right because it just feels like such a fucking frustrated yeah. amount of of thoughts and 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 feelings you know what i mean yeah. I, I write down stuff um definitely not all the time i only write down stuff like lyrics when when i'm really feeling it and that's not like it's well it could be really often it could be like like all the time or it could be like a wave of not so much and i spend a whole lot of time doing that and then it, and i kind of like dread it too it's almost like working on a painting or anything like that i'm just like oh man this is going to be a lot of work and so then i do it and then when i get done and it comes time to actually record and like put it all together like for sure then i have to edit it even more than i thought i was going to so i really want it to like flow the right way so yeah it, it, that, that's just my process for it and then like coming up with the stuff that's almost in a way kind of easy but like i said arranging it is not as easy and sometimes it just i don't know maybe it doesn't make sense to everyone but it makes sense to me because i really wanted to have it flow with the riffs that's really important i guess that's kind of nice too like playing guitar and doing the vocals or where it's nice and not nice at the same time it can be really hard and challenging but at the same time too you uh, like I, I just get i don't know like ideas already i'm like okay this riff would sound great with this type of pattern over it and stuff like that fuck yeah man we 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 are just about out of time uh i i hate that it was so quick man i definitely want to get a chance to talk to you guys again we got a couple of things real quick before we go first what uh what do you guys have to shout out man are you going to be on the road anytime soon we know you got a new record out what do you want the people to know we're probably going to do a short tour here somewhere in the midwest with our friends and livid here soon because we've been meaning to plan for that uh hopefully before winter we'll get that all set up last minute here and then i'm trying to think um that was loud. Uh, so, anything else? We're writing right now. We have six new songs. We're gonna try to write, and then um, record that. But that always takes like a, a long time. It's pretty frustrating how long it takes us. But we'll try to get that going as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you that's that's awesome, man. Hang on tour because same with Sukabog because they're always killing it, and they have such like awesome tours coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, and. I don't. What else? Can you think of anything else? You guys are writing and practicing all the time. We just practiced before this. We're still sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. No sleep. We do not fuck around in mutilatred. It's all fucking business. I love it. <laughs> we got, man, we got a fucking a big one. All right. Before we go, we got a very, very serious question that we ask everybody on sure. the Death Comes Lifting podcast. By the way, that's Zach over there in the corner, the guy who I've, uh, who I've fucking stomped over the entire time and haven't allowed to speak. I'm really sorry about that. That's, that's why they bring me out for this one, dude. You bring me out for the big ones. Like, pull me out like Hannibal Lecter. 
you know, that I asked that- the waitress. <laughs> Are you ready? What is your favorite Black Sabbath album? That's such a tough one because, man, I, I we have a funny thing about that at our old shop. We're in our ta- uh, my, my tattoo shop right now. Me and a, a group of guys work here. Uh, we're all friends. At the last shop we had, we had a list of all the Black Sabbaths and we'd put it on and it would just play for so long. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously the first one's really good. That one's like nice and bluesy and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's got, I mean, maybe that's my favorite one. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to say but, Masters. But, well, oh, that, dude, that's another super duper good one too. See, it's fucking hard to say. And then I like some random ones too. I don't remember which one it is because it's a random one that no one listens to, but the one that has air dance on it, or I think the drummer sings, uh, Bill Ward. That one is so cool too. We put that on at JoJo's. Never, the- never say die. It's awesome. Yes, yes. There's no wrong answer, bro. There's no wrong answer. No, uh, no wrong answer. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, I could just keep choosing them and be like, no, oh, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Those are. Those are fucking excellent answers, though, man. Seriously. First one, never you say die. die. I don't think anyone's ever said never say die. I like that one a lot, dude. I don't, really? I don't care. I gotta, give you that. It's like I a like part of uh, Sex Chase Hawking that I grew up watching. So that really, like, I just have it so memorized. Also, if you go YouTube, I think if you YouTube Jazz Sabbath, there's a little video on there that me and Eli and someone else played on this organ. Eli's playing bass, and we played some Black Sabbath covers, uh, like Doomy and like on organ and bass and drums. It was really cool. Dude, that That sounds sick. Yeah, we want to do that more often and get like more legit at it, but uh, we haven't done it in a few few years, but we will one day. (laughs) Please do it more. Yeah, man. I, I hope y'all get the chance to like, it would be really cool to see that side of what you guys do. Um, especially being so well-versed in the intensity of mutilatred. It's been a great talking to y'all, man. I, like I said, I wish we had more time. I hope we can get you back on sometime soon. Definitely. Um, if you are listening, mutilatred has a new record out, a recent record out called determined to rot. It's on redefining darkness records. It's heavy as fuck. There is a song on it called shit it out. Do it. <laughs> Listen to this fucking band, Get Mad. I saw a kid in the goat whore pit the other night in Baltimore in a mutilatred shirt. He was doing fucking work. No, Listen to this band. Support mutilatred, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We hope to get you guys back on soon. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thank it. You. See you. Later. Peace out. What good dudes. What good dudes, man. I wish, I, God damn it, I wish we had more time. But like they, uh, we'll get them back. We'll get them back. They want to come back. They're nice. They, I want them to come back. Hopefully they oh, want to come back. We're just going to call this, this episode is like a mutilatred song. We were so into mutilatred. That's right. We, were, we wanted so desperately to emulate mutilatred's energy that we made this an incredibly short conversation because right. they have incredibly short and intense songs. Deal with it. You love Deal it. with it, motherfucker. Listen to it on like half speed if you want it to last longer. I think you can do that, can't you? Ooh, yeah, you can totally. Yeah. Uh, now that. that you have that information, everybody, have a good night. We love. Have you. a good night. Love you guys, Zach. I love you. I love, love mutilatred, you, and I love this dinner that I'm about to eat. Man, peace out. We will talk soon, brother. Good night, buddy. Thank you. Hello. <laughs>